What's going on, guys? This is Dexter Johnson, and you're listening to yet another episode of In the Weeds. And today, guys, I want to talk about 5G. We have been going from this 2G world, this edge, to 3G, to 4G LTE, and now people are talking about 5G. Why is it supposed to be faster? Why is it supposed to be better for cloud computing and having reduced latency? Well, you're about to find out. You're also about to find out about the risks, and you're also about to find out why I feel like 5G is not going to be what people are promising that it will be. Let's dive deep. All right, guys, so let's dive straight into it with a little technical detail about 5G. So 5G is, as defined in Wikipedia, it is the fifth generation of cellular mobile communication. So it's coming after 4G and 3G and 2G, just like I said. It's supposed to have high performance with a high data rate that reduced latency that I mentioned, energy saving, cost reduction, higher system capacity, and massive device connectivity. So why do people feel like 5G might disappoint? Well, first and foremost, with this high latency, we're going to have to also build more towers. So think about it. The farther you are away from a tower, the longer that signal is going to be for you to actually receive it. Let's just say you're two miles away from your nearest tower. Okay, but when we're promising high, lower latency and making sure that you're getting your data fast, there are going to have to be more towers stood up or they're going to have to be more type of access rerouting network points that are installed so that you can get these speeds that are actually promised to you. Now, does this mean that the companies out there such as AT&T, Verizon, and others, does that mean that it won't happen? No, it doesn't mean that it won't happen, but it does mean that companies are going to face significant issues when trying to build more and more towers, and it's going to end up costing more money. At the end of the day, as I always say, it's going to cost who? You. It's going to cost the consumer because it's Folks need the money to go out here and build these towers. It just doesn't happen overnight. Or perhaps they're going to try to, you know, repurpose some of the infrastructure that these guys actually do have. So since it's using a higher frequency, we're going to have shorter wavelengths. So shorter wavelengths are going to mean that there's, it's going to enable faster speeds and lower latency. Just like I said a couple of minutes ago when we're dealing with you, the consumer, being one to two miles away from your nearest access point. Let's just say you have 20 towers around you with the closest one being half a mile. So therefore, you're going to be able to get those packets of data that much quicker, primarily because the access point is closer, thus reducing your latency and the ball just keeps rolling from there. So what are going to be some of the advantages of this okay clear it's so easy like i said number one speed number two battery and efficiency so when your phone has to work less hard to pull down that data because you're so much closer you have access points all around you hey the radios in your device are working so much less and you're good to go it's similar to how when you get on wi-fi at home 
you're how many feet, how many yards away from your Wi-Fi router versus you having to rely on LTE. Same difference right there. Now, let's talk about the bad points. Let's talk about some of the things that, that people are a little frightened of. First and foremost, health. When you're dealing with radio waves, we probably have more radio waves surrounding us at every waking moment of the doggone day now than we have in history. And this is only going to increase. So while making the internet faster, while making things a lot better for the mobile experience and potentially making internet of things devices better as well, because you know, they could potentially benefit off of this. So we're going to have more and more Wi-Fi and LTE waves surrounding us because of the fact that there's going to need to be more infrastructure. So when you have uh, essentially a doubling, a doubling of hardware such as these cellular towers, you're going to be bombarded by radio waves. And honestly, you know, no one is really making it seem like it's going to be a big deal, but we don't know. And that is the scariest point of anything when you don't know now we haven't seen anyone just get debilitating and have debilitating issues from weight radio waves but they haven't really been around in the capacity that they've been around until now so what will 5g do time will only tell so guys 5g in a nutshell higher performance battery and efficiency savings however i'm guessing that the consumers are going to pay for this in a number of ways resulting in higher prices we don't know about the health issues but of course the industry is always pushing forward and sometimes you wonder are we innovating for innovation's sake but at the end of the day when you're getting this data quicker and we're living in a world where data, data, data is number one, then it's certainly important to get it, but you have to understand the risks and see the costs that are gonna be contributed and passed down to the consumer. So 5G, it's coming, but I don't necessarily think that it's gonna save the world, guys. So guys, until next time, I'll holler at you. Thanks, guys, for listening to yet another episode of In the Weeds. Be sure to share the podcast and tell a friend about these deep dives into technology that I post on a regular basis.